is the 11th day of Fergie, 12th night follows later. In 2011, the Alex Ferguson stand was a secret project by the Manchester United board. Ferguson thought he didn't deserve it, but of course he did. Around 2008, 69 million of the £72 million profit made by United went to repay the interest on loans taken out by the Glazer family. In 2008-9, they lost four times in the league. They went on a 16-match unbeaten run with eight 1-0 wins and 14 clean sheets. A few seasons later, injuries at the back meant a centre-back pairing of Darren Fletcher and Michael Carrick at times, which makes their second-place finish, just one point behind Chelsea, all the more remarkable. As with the other three great Ferguson sides at United, so with the fourth. Centre-backs with stability and consistency were the foundation of his sides. Ferguson had been recommended to buy Rio Ferdinand when he was still at West Ham, but was rebuffed. Shades of Stuart Pearce all over again. He clearly tapped him up when going after him. After he'd been successful at Leeds, said Michael Crick in his book The Boss, meeting him in secret in London, but still having the plan uncovered by journalists. The late Bobby Robson and Alex Ferguson shared a ghostwriter, Paul Hayward. In Sir Bobby's book, he recounts how he admired the toughness in team selection and how Ferguson can lay down the rules of conduct and really apply them. Fellow North Easterner Michael Carrick was in the presence of a genius, especially in the build-up to a game. Sir Alex never told us how to play. We were there because he trusted and believed in our strength and character. His favourite team talk quote was, he couldn't run a message, harking back to his days in the Govan shipyard. While he also had an analogy about geese flying in a V formation, which meant that other players would cover for those who were tired. The newspapers chronicled a contract saga involving Wayne Rooney, Ferguson's last power play, where he realised his striker was not undroppable. Ferguson makes the case that he was thwarted by a keeper having the game of his life against Sunderland in 2012. As with Ludek McClosko in 1995, playing for West Ham, Simon Mignolet's saves were incredible. United also hit the woodwork three times. The team who beat them to the title, meanwhile, had shuffled through 14 managers since Alex Ferguson took over in 1986. I'm going to retire. Losing the title in the last game, I can't take another one like that, is what Alex told his wife Cathy in 2012. To put matters into perspective, she had lost her sister. Robin Van Persie, an old fan of the club, was poached from Arsenal with the promise that he would deliver United's 20th league title. He did it, of course, with the number 20 on his back. In 2013, Ferguson retired from the job, moving to a a 20-day-a-year ambassadorial role, a sinecure which paid him an incredible £2 million. Helped by Henry Winter's prose, Michael Carrick describes the retirement as a huge moment in the history of football. Everyone was silent. It was like a minute's silence, almost a period of mourning, as though someone had told us of a death in the family. When Ferguson told his players... He was to retire. The news was carried on the front pages of 38 papers, including the New York Times, and the press pack presented him with a cake with, ha ha ha, a hairdryer on top. Daniel Taylor, writing in his book This Is The One, looked forward to this day back in 2007. Life will be a lot duller without him. He is not a hero of ours exactly, but we all admire him in different ways and he will probably be fully appreciated only when he is no longer around. 
As for United fanatic Michael Crick, the subject of his biography, The Boss, will be remembered for helping to transform United into a financial juggernaut, rather than for being a football visionary or revolutionary. His team can often lack humility, and I wonder if that has cost United the title for the last eight, surely nine, seasons. In the final home game against Swansea City, the matchday PA played my way and unforgettable, two of the gaffer's favourites. Michael Carrick was the United captain in the crazy 5-5 draw at West Bromwich Albion. It was the 1500th game Ferguson had managed across 27 seasons at United. He won 895 of them, and his team conceded less than one goal a game. At home, he lost only 10% of the games. Plus, of course, there were three UEFA Champions League finals in four years, with two defeats against the Carousel of Barcelona. That's pretty good going, especially when Ferguson was 69 years old for that third final. The picture of the dugout from the 1992 disappointment and a piece of art by Kieran Richardson were pinned to his office wall. Where are they now? Michael Crick says that as of 2003, he had over 20,000 bottles of wine in his cellar. Who will get custody of the wine when Ferguson passes on? Two conclusions can be drawn from Paddy Barclay's book, Football Bloody Hell. The first is that Alex Jr. spent his life trying to live up to his father. The second is about control, as we heard a few days ago. Paddy was once bemused by Ferguson's criticism of him, but it transpired that Barclay had written that his control on the team was slipping. He is beloved in Manchester, Ferguson, not Barclay, and people queued for hours to have him sign his second memoir. When it came out, I remember a lot of chatter about his fascination with the John F. Kennedy shooting. For a young lad like me, Kennedy captured the imagination. He was a good-looking boy and there was a certain spark about him. Ferguson, lest we forget, was in his early 20s when JFK was shot dead and when the Beatles were releasing their first teen-targeted music. Ferguson is five months older than Paul McCartney. They would be in the same school year had they grown up in Govan or Liverpool together. Ferguson remained keen to guide younger managers like Malky Mackay at Watford and Cardiff City and Alex Neil at Norwich City. Neil remembers how Ferguson called him after he led Norwich to the Premier League. I thought it was going to be him saying, you need to do this, you need to do this. But it was more him saying, well, what do you think about this? He was more interested in picking my brain and seeing my perspective. Brilliant. The model which Ferguson grew up with has, he says in his second memoir, passed into history. Owners are different, but Ferguson still advises young coaches to never surrender their control or forget their beliefs. He famously tells managers to pick their chairman. While Sean Dyche, the closest thing English football has to Alex Ferguson today, he's been at Burnley for nine seasons, keeps telling everyone how much energy the players have and eventually the squad will believe it themselves. Energy, Ferguson notes, can be a psychological factor. Join me for Twelfth Night later today. Yes, I-